0: Welcome to the Rebel Energy Podcast with me, your host, Jade Ellsbury. I'm a corporate dropout and multiple six-figure online business owner. My mission is to help you get out of the nine-to-five mindset and create a new narrative for moms working from home to gain more freedom, more income, and living your dream life by cultivating your own Rebel Energy. So grab a glass of wine, get comfy, and let's dig in hey guys i am so excited welcome to rebel energy podcast i'm super pumped because today i've got raquel here with me she is freaking amazing um raquel acosta here she went through rock salt academy then went through Skill to summit with me um when she left rock salt academy you were at a 4k month right yeah and then Skill to summit your highest income month was ten thousand, correct yep yeah. And we started working together, oh my goodness, was it January? Um, we started working together in
1: October.
0: Of last year? Oh my gosh, time flies. Yeah,
1: October.
0: <laughs> I've known you way longer than what I thought I was trying to do the math in my head. It was my birthday present to myself
1: to invest oh. in myself.
0: Yay! Oh my God, I love it. Okay, I definitely want to touch on that today as well. Like Your, your journey, because if I know a lot of our listeners are just like me. I like that relatability and not feel like, you know, I'm alone with not feeling like I can invest or feeling like, okay, you know, I can't hit a 50K k month or whatever it is that I'm wanting to do. So I definitely want to touch on that. But the reason that I wanted to have Raquel come and talk to you guys today is because she was one of my clients where we struggled a little bit at the beginning with finding her niche. Niche, niche, niche. I don't know. I always say it differently like every time I say <laughs> I feel like everyone does. But I wanted to come and talk to you guys about that as well because she's got a very, very special story of like how she was able to find her uh passion in the online space, but also to how leaning in more towards the profit at first helped her scale her virtual assistant business. So Rock Hill, why don't we kind of start with your mindset and That that fear because I know that we've talked about that fear around investing in your business. So you kind of want to start there.
1: Oh yeah. So I was scared shitless to invest. I think I started following you around June of last year. I found you and I was like, oh man, this is like she's talking all the things. I want to do this. Like I want to do this, but I was scared. So I think we did. We had our initial call was maybe it was August. So I was the first group of the people that were in that official first launch of that. So yeah, I did that, and I was like, okay, I like this. I'm learning a lot, but I need more. And so I talked to my boyfriend. We've been together for eleven years. Like you've got three kids together at this yeah. point. You're basically like married, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what I tell him all the time. Except I always go like this too, and I point to my finger and I'm like, hey, where's where's that, fun? <laughs> but besides the point. Okay, so I talked to him, and he was just like, that's crazy. Like you, there's no way we can afford that. Da-da-da. And I was just like, but I want to do it and I wanted to do it. And so we like, you know, went back and forth on it a couple months. And you thought for sure I was a cold bleed. And then all of a sudden I came back and I was like, you know what? F it. It's my birthday. I'm doing this for me. And so I, yeah, I recontacted you. You had some kind of, I don't remember what promo it was, but you had a promo going. And I was like, you know what? I'm not letting another one slip by. I am going to do this. and So I did it. And did it scare the crap out of me? Yeah. Did I open a new credit card just to make the first payment? Yeah. I didn't Uh, know that. (laughs) Yeah. And then I was like, okay, well, if I don't make it work,
0: at least I can make payments on a credit card. like. (laughs) like And at least then too, you can say that I tried, right? Yeah. I did it. And I'm sure I told you this, but you don't fail as long as you don't give up. Like I've seen, oh my gosh, like one of my really good friends, Amber, she's invested I think probably, gosh, like $20,000 and just figuring out what kind of business she wanted. She took a VA course, the same one that I did. She's invested in multiple coaching programs and she's finally found her thing and like her business is booming. So, and she invested, oh my goodness, it was 20, it was around COVID. It's like 2020. And two years later, she's just now got her groove, knows what she wants to do. So I feel like you're a really good, um, you know, story of that as well, too. So tell me when you were going through Rock Solid Academy, um, because I know on our first call, you were like, I want to work with teachers. Yeah.
1: So that's all I knew. I was a teacher. I was in education. That's all I knew. So I was like, all I know is teachers. So that's who I want to work with. And you were like, well, you know how much teachers make. And you know that, you know, that's an in-person type of thing. So showing them your value in working with educators, it's not going to be impossible but it's going to be really difficult. So if you want to make your return investment like right away, then let's pivot a little bit and you can still continue to do your market research in the background. So that's what I did. And I started with mindset coaches and I think I landed my first client like one month in, four weeks in. I had a mindset coach. She was amazing. We're working together through my whole time we were in RSA. And then I want to say like not even two weeks within working with that client I got my first teacher client which
0: seemed crazy to me because I was like wait I can do this there are people out there so (laughs) yeah that is so awesome and I I believe too in our last call um you were fully booked out it wasn't the majority of your clients with teachers yeah so by the time I left RSA like I once I hit that first teacher
1: client I was like okay they're out there like and it it was just that like fire under my butt to keep going so I kept going I kept finding more I left booked out at like at 4k with all teachers except for my one first client who I actually still work with from time to time on like smaller things but she was just like that first client connection that we have and it's amazing to still have that with her
0: Yes, I love that. And you've got a lot of clients that you're still working with that you worked with like as a new VA, correct? Like they've just kind of grown Um, with your business. All
1: of my clients I've had as like the initial sign-on. You're gonna get those one clients that don't stick or aren't your vibe. And I I've had my few of those, one or one to two, but all of my clients that I have now, I have grown from starting as like their social media VA where I was just doing scheduling for them like they did all their content to I started building their content and I was their social media manager building out their whole strategy to moving through even more and finding those other gaps and becoming their full-on like OBM marketing and launching type person for them
0: my gosh that is freaking amazing if you are ready to have rebel energy and launch your virtual assistant business, then head over to basictobookedout.com to get started. I guess I didn't know that like almost every single client that you work with like you've been working with this whole time. So, what would you say is your biggest tip when it comes to finding those ideal clients? Something that I I tell
1: When I'm on like a discovery call or anything. It's less about the skill set. And all about making sure that you found that person. That vibes that like you guys understand each other. You guys understand each other's goals. Understand each other's like vision for the future. And where they're struggling. And where you can help each other out. That's all a vibe. That's more vibe than it is skill set. You can take. course you can you know learn all the little itty bitty knits and but if you don't mesh and you don't get along and it's not that type of person then that's where I have found a lot of my success I guess with just making sure that I vibe with the person if I don't vibe or if I take them on and I think I vibe and then we're in their business and I'm like (laughs) wait no this doesn't work then I don't then I don't and I pull myself out and I make sure that I have that for myself
0: No, I think that's so, so important. And a lot of times too, I know virtual assistants go, oh my God, what can I offer to my clients? And they're so focused on the skill set, or this person's not within my niche. Can I still work with them? And at the end of the day, if you love your idle clients and you, I think too, when you vibe with them, the communication is very open. And I think having those month to month clients it's about like having that open communication with them and really being a team player. Even today on my Instagram stories after our team call, I like gave you guys a shout out because I was just like, holy cow, like these are my people. Like I don't look at any of you as like an employee. I look at you as like a founding team member in my business. I know at the end of the day, you guys care about my business and, you know, our RSA client results just as much as I do. By the way, guys, I don't think I mentioned this. Raquel, <laughs> Raquel is a co-coach in Rockslot Academy. So she's one of those amazing clients that had such amazing results. Um, She was actually going, and this is a great tip for you guys as well too, if there's someone you really want to work with, be their biggest fan. Raquel to this day is jade Ellsbury's biggest freaking <laughs> fan of her business she almost like stalkerish but not stalker-ish. like you didn't fly down to iowa but like online she was there and she would always give me shout outs in facebook groups and so as a business owner that's something that i looked for and i was like going to hire is like okay who's already going above and beyond and i knew that raquel was going to be able to also help funnel more clients into rock salt academy because she was so visible and she was in even in the RSA Facebook group she was in there cheering people on in the free Facebook group that I have she was already a co-coach without already getting the title of co-coach like as I was interviewing she was already basically coaching people and responding to them in my free Facebook group so if you guys want to know how to get hired as a VA a, a co-coach in you know, Evenson's business be their freaking biggest fan, almost to the brink of being annoying.
1: <laughs> I'm full. I can fully embrace that.
0: I love it. I love. Sorry, guys. I'm off on of a total tangent, but I was like, crap. I don't think I said, oh, yeah, by the way, Rock Hill is a co-coach. But it's been so amazing to see your journey. So tell us like the biggest, I know you said too, like vibing with them. Talk about what do you feel was like, because I remember asking you, do you need profit right now? in your business, or do you need to be chasing your passion? And obviously, since you paid for RSA and a credit card, you like, yeah, I need profit. So that's why I kind of steered you more towards working with mindset coaches first. So what do you feel like is that big aha or pivotal moment where you felt like you found your place with teachers because that was your passion? Like what really worked for you with finding like where your ideal client hung out at? I think a lot of it
1: was like searching through like how you show up. And that's how I kind of figured out where the teachers were like by how they showed up. So I was, you know, still working with mindset coaches, but I was looking in the background for those teachers and looking through their hashtags, looking through all those things and how they showed up. Cause like there's tons of teachers out there and like, I wasn't going to work with all of them, but It was more of the alignment. So when I was working with mindset coaches, right, they speak so much on like feeling aligned in your business and making sure that everything you're doing serves you. And so while I loved my mindset coaches and we had a good vibe and I totally like resonated with a lot of the mindset work that goes into being a business owner, it got to the point where it was like, okay, this doesn't feel aligned. So if I don't jump now, I'm never going to jump. Which was the same thing as like when I was investing. If I don't jump now, I'm never gonna do it. And so like, what's the worst that can happen? Is like always the thing that you have to like kind of ask yourself. The worst that could happen if going the teacher route 100% doesn't work out for me, I still have mindset coaches that I could fall back on because I've already made that built that rapport there. So it was definitely the alignment and how I felt with where I was going with my business, where it felt like more work to talk to mindset coaches than it did to
0: talk to teachers. Oh my gosh. I love that because, you know, I love that saying, it doesn't feel like work if what if you enjoy what you're doing. And there's times where there's different aspects where I agree with that. Others I don't, but I think for this, that's so true of if you're really enjoying who you're talking to, you've got that common ground. And that's exactly what we teach in Roxanne Academy, right? Is like, who do you, who do you feel aligned with? And so I know at the time, mindset coaches wasn't your number one, but you didn't hate it, right? But you needed that profit to be able to support the passion. And so I know I talked this on another podcast episode, guys, but, you know, finding those owners, like the brick and mortar business owners or like a landscaping business or photographers or real estate, I hear those all the time, but I always say they're going to be more difficult. So... What would be your second or third option working with an online business coach of some sort? That way you can get that profit rolling in. And then the back end, do the market research and follow that passion. So yeah. I'm so glad that you trusted me in awesome. the process because it totally worked out for you. <laughs> it
1: did. It's 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 given up a lot of the reins. And that's like what we say as like virtual assistants too. Like, in order for, you know. This successful client relationship, they have to kind of let go of the reins and not micromanage, and let you jump into the zone of genius that they don't like to do. But that's totally what you have to do when you jump in with a coach, too. Is like let go of the reins, trust the process of what the program is and what it all entails, and actually follow along.
0: Yes, no, I love that, and I remember too. You when we first hop on that discovery call, like if I can make two thousand dollars a month, like that would be great. And guys, I laugh at that. Like we've literally laughed at that so many times because he left our stay at four 000. I'm I'm good there. I'm good yeah. there. And then I think it was your second or third month. You're like, oh my god, Jade, I'm almost to a ten k month, right? Was it second third month? It was
1: March was when I hit ten k. That was my first ten k
0: month. Yeah, and so it, it's just so crazy how you start off with a small thing. But so tell us a little bit about that. Like what made you go from I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom and making $2,000 a month to no, I'm a freaking badass and I'm going to like go even further with this.
1: Well, I feel like once you get a taste of it, like you want more, like, you know, like your favorite candy, your favorite chips, like you can't just sit and just have like half the bag. You have to sit there and eat the whole thing.
0: Almost like like an addiction. I
1: love it. Like it is. It's one of those things. And so when I kind of realized how much I loved working with educators. And like I said, like I kept continually like finding those gaps in their businesses where I could fill. I knew that taking on the OBM role in their business was going to pay off for them and pay off for me. So making that like, okay, I'm going to own this shit as like, I'm going to jump in and, and be that person for them. Like I knew my value. And I think that's pretty much where it plays out to is knowing my value and what I brought and then it was also the fact that like at first all I wanted to do was just contribute the extra money right because Carlos had it all covered but then as I saw like the more that I brought the more that he was able to be home I guess I didn't really realize that like he was fully okay taking on extra hours at work and doing all the things so that I could be home with my kids And so for that, I was like forever grateful. But as I started to bring home more and be able to contribute and do that, like seeing him more at home, I like took that for granted as well. So that was something that like played a big thing. And so now he doesn't like, he used to work, he works at a hospital. So hospital shifts are like long 12 hour shifts. He used to work 15 hour shifts because he's a supervisor. So He worked 15-hour shifts, sometimes 18-hour shifts. And so, like, the kids don't see him on those days, like, right? And I didn't really, like, take that into account because I was able to be home and take them to practices and all those things. But now the kids are like, what? Dad's home? Like, it's crazy. Like, the family life that, like, we have kind of shifted as well is played a huge part in that as well.
0: Oh, my gosh. I love that. I think it was you. Weren't you saying something about, like, having him go to part-time or maybe quit his job or something? Um, So, yeah. So now he's not – he still has to work –
1: like 12 hour shifts that doesn't change, but he's not taking on those extra like 15 hour, or 18 hour shifts where the kids aren't seeing him at all. So his shift runs from like 4 a.m. to 4 p.m. So he still gets to see the kids at night and be there for dinner, okay. time, to- those kinds of things. And then his shift is like a rotating shift. So it's three days on four days off. So he still gets all those four days off. And then great. Yeah. The- so it's, it's the compromise, the family compromise that it just created that balance for my family that I didn't realize I was taking for granted because I thought I had balance because I was able to be home and yeah. be with my kids. But I didn't realize how much like having the entire family and like what I took for granted in him just, you know, handling shit and knowing that he
0: handled everything. I love, love, love that for your family that they get to see daddy more. That's yeah. it's
1: definitely something that we didn't realize that we were taking so much for granted.
0: Yeah, I love it. So When it comes to like what your workday looks like now with the kids, because like I've mentioned, guys, she's a freaking badass. Like how do you do it with your three kids at home all the time?
1: So I'd be lying if I said summer wasn't a struggle, but (laughs) typically Carl sleeps to work really early. So I'm usually up around four o'clock anyway. And that, that's, it sounds crazy, but that's when the baby wakes up. So that's when we start our day and that's okay. Like it's a slow start and it's like the self care type of thing. Like we just, you know, roll with it. Lots of baby cuddles, lots of just, you know, whatever it needs to be. Yeah. Get my coffee, get all that kind of stuff. Make sure that like I have my intentions for the day set. And then it's just kind of blocking during nap times, blocking during like if I have to be on a call, like right now doing this, it's nap time. So we're good to go. We don't hear that. I mean, I still have two other ones who, you know, they just are nosy, but yeah uh, it's really just playing around their schedule and they they're my reason for starting my business so that is who I build my business around like if it doesn't work around my kid's schedule then it doesn't work for me and i make that very clear with my clients as well like i am working with you but above all else like my first job is as a mother so if this doesn't work with me like being a mother then that doesn't work at all. And a hundred percent of the time it's always like, okay, well, yeah, you're a mother, one hundred percent get to me when you can. And
0: they know that I have them covered because they know the value in what I bring. So I but, yeah, love it. No, and that's so so important too because I remember as a virtual assistant, I was like, Oh my gosh, it's so unprofessional. I remember being on a call with one of my clients and I had the laptop kind of like this. And then I was over here changing a poopy diaper. Um, and so I just had this thing of, okay, you know, it's unprofessional or I need to almost make it look like I don't have kids because someone's not going to want to hire me. And that was the mindset I had as a new virtual assistant until I had, she was awful, guys. Awful, awful. I got on a call with her and this, desperation mindset guys it was awful I worked with people I should have never even talked to ever again but on the call she's like oh my goodness like she was talking down to me you know oh my goodness good for you for having a business when you've got two kids like very condescending and she was like 40 years old no kids like whatever you do you the, her talking down to me was such a big red flag and guess what I worked with her for two weeks and I got rid of her. It was awful. And now that's something I teach in my business as well, too, is, hey, if your your ideal client is not going to look down on you for being a mom and they should understand. And if like what you said, if they don't, that's not going to be your idol client just because they're within your niche. Right. Just because they're an educator. If they have an issue with you being at home with your babies and putting them first, that's not going to want to be like someone you're going to want to work with. And,
1: like, you can see right now, I mean, this is a podcast, but, like, my office is also the toy room. So I love it. 5% of the time, there's a dollhouse behind me. Guys, and like, there's a
0: pink Barbie convertible that I want so bad. <laughs> <out there. laughs> and, like, I could
1: put on, like, a virtual background and all those things, but that's not how you get to know me. That's not how you see who I am as a person. Nope. I don't mind that you see a Barbie dream house and Barbie convertible and maybe some drawings or stickers on the wall behind me, because that is my life. And that is why I do what I do so that my kids can have things like this. And so that my kids can, you know, enjoy themselves. So yeah. Everyone's always like, why don't you put on, or I had someone actually on a discovery call ask me why I didn't put on a virtual background to be like more professional. And I was just like, because professionalism is I'm professional in the work that I provide. It has nothing to do with the Barbie Dream House that's behind me. So, you don't like it? That's fine. I love. It. It. We didn't work together, and that was fine. Yeah, that right there to me would be like, really? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't want things where I want to end. Yep, I. It was one of those things where it's like, okay, yeah, that's
0: fine. If you don't like it? That's fine. See you later. Like, goodbye. Yep, yeah, hurry up. Yeah. That's a red flag. And I think too, as you become more confident in your virtual assistant business in what you have to offer. You don't look at at those things as being unprofessional. Like even with me, right? I've got a, well, now it's like a half sleeve. It was supposed to be a quarter sleeve, but it's a little bit longer. This okay. 10, 15 years ago would have been unprofessional, right? And so I always tell my clients as well too, that's what I love about the online space. You're not in a suit. You're not in a cubicle. You're not at a nine to five. Sure. I, I'm a Christian, but I also have a potty mouth, right? That's just who <laughs> I am. And I own that where two, three years ago, I would hop on and like, you know, have my face on, my hair done. I would always like re you know, get impatient with my kids that they would start screwing in the background. And then it got to the point where I was like, you know what? I see all these other amazing mamas on this online space doing this and they're still successful. I and ever since I've showed up that way, I actually attract clients that I bond with more and vibe with like yourself. you you're like one of my really good friends now you're on my team and that's who I want to work with I don't want to work with someone who is expecting me to show up a certain way that's not the way that I want to show up as
1: Mm -mm. and that's 100 percent like if I if you expect me to show up differently then we're not meant to be and that's okay and like this this is also the other thing like having purple hair when I used to teach they used to tell me like I always change my hair color that's something that it's like a sick obsession like I have different <laughs> hair color, like I don't know if you remember I had red hair I would yeah, So you had red hair yeah but it was one of those things that I used to get in trouble for all the time like working at a school because it wasn't professional and parents want to trust who they're leaving their kids with so now I have fun and I switch my hair color up and I don't care because
0: what yeah. does it matter same here I remember this four-life clover my mom was like freaking out she's like well when you go to in an interview you better wear your watch so that way people want to hire you And I was 18. Gosh, I'm going to be 32 now, 14 years ago. Holy cow. Um, And now I'm like, you know what? I've got my own business. It's successful. And I want to get an arm sleeve. And honestly, too, I think with starting my business, it almost made me care less about what people think about me. You know, like I know people locally that think I run like a pyramid scheme. They don't even know what I do. I live in a small town in Iowa, guys. Like no one understands what I do. And that's totally okay. I don't care because at the end of the day, they're not paying my bills. So people are going to judge me for having a tattoo or like you having colored hair, not your person. So, all right. With that being said, Raquel, if there's one piece of advice or one thing you want new virtual assistants to take away from their business or or even this podcast, what do you think that would be? I would say like
1: showing up as yourself and not letting quote unquote, not having a skill set stop you. Because I feel like that's what stopped me the most. And that's what held me back the most when I was first getting started. Like, you don't need a quote unquote skill set. You yep. have the skill set. You don't know what it is yet. Like, it's in you. There's so many transferable skills, but it's showing up as yourself and being confident as fuck.
0: Yeah. That's perfect. I love it. And I think that goes ties into as well like trusting the process because i have so many clients that are like oh my gosh jane what like what what, what what's my skill set i'm like okay i just showed you exactly what to do with this and here's the thing too everything's figure outable. i know it's not a word but google and youtube were my best friends i taught myself and and same with you as well i know that you did that as well too like you relied on youtube you relied on me your coach all that and now you've built a very very successful business so it does work you guys Um, so thank you so much Raquel for hopping on. I know that everyone's going to find so much value in this episode. What is a good way for people to get in touch with you if they want to go and creep on you on Instagram? What's your handle again?
1: Yes. So I actually just changed it. So it's,
0: it's Raquel Acosta, I-T-S Raquel Acosta, R-E-Q-U-E-L. Yes. I love it guys. And I honestly, always take her in my stories. And I also obviously follow her too. If you guys need to go, if you can't find it and need to go find her that way, but thank you so much for your time, Raquel. It was amazing chatting with you and I'll see you guys next time. I hope that you enjoyed today's show. And if you did, then please hit subscribe and remember you are amazing. You are worthy and you are capable until next time rebels.